0: This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Seeing Jesus. I'm Michael Kulianos. Really, really excited to come to you again. I hope these podcasts are blessing you. And um, I've seen that many of you are subscribing, and hopefully you are enjoying them. I know I am. I'm coming to you from our office here in uh, Lake Mary, Florida, and we're going to jump straight into the scripture. So why don't we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the truth of your word, for the power of the Holy Spirit, that as I teach and as we dive into your word and into your presence that you would touch people, that they'd be filled and healed, that they'd be restored and renewed in the Holy Spirit, all so that we could love Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, well, um, as you know, I've been in the book of Mark and really enjoying it. The Lord's been opening my eyes to some beautiful things as of late. You know, a guy named Bob Gladstone, a teacher from the Brownsville Revival, once said, if we don't have revelation, we die. And revelation is really the revealing of Jesus to us, and it's so vital that we see him in a different and more beautiful way each and every day that we're looking at him uh, with with hearts of hunger with amazement with awe and wonder and then as a result he begins to unveil himself so that we can go deeper and see a different side of him and i believe that is that is revelation it's it's this unveiling of the beauty of jesus and certainly the scriptures do that for us they they Open our eyes to the beauty, majesty, and the f- and the breadth of His person, who He is. So, take your Bibles if you would to Mark chapter six, and I want you to look at verse fifty-six. Mark six fifty-six says, "Wherever He entered into villages, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces." and begged him that they might touch just the hem of his garment, and as many as touched him were made well. That is absolutely incredible. Mark 6.56, let me read the end of that verse again. And as many as touched him were made well. I really want to speak to two people uh, regarding healing right now. There are really only two types of people as it pertains to healing, people who don't need healing and people that do physically. Um, you either need a miracle in your body or you don't. I praise God uh, if you don't. And I, if you do, we still praise Jesus in full expectation and faith that he has proven through his life that he's not only able but yearning and willing to heal, as he told the leper. So this this, this passage is such a high marker and I feel like for years the church has attempted to save face by decreasing, um, or I should say, lowering the the water table of faith, because we just believe that it's impossible to see everyone healed. As long as we believe that that's impossible, uh, we we lower the standard that Jesus set. I love what Bill Johnson says. He said, "Is." We we cannot through life experience change the Word of God. It is Jesus' desire to heal all. Now you say, Well, I'm not healed, I'm not I don't the last thing I want you to do is suffer condemnation. But if Jesus is perfect doctrine and he is, then it is his desire to heal everyone. Notice the Bible says here in verse fifty six that as many as touched him were made whole. And so let me just kind of let you into some of my life, my struggle, my, what I'm pressing into, my faith, um, my weaknesses, and, and what I've been going through as of late. So I just came back from Montreal, Canada. It was an amazing time. We saw great healings, especially amongst children. They were actually ministering to the sick. And it was just an awesome, awesome time. Kids were being filled with the Holy Spirit, so many people were saved, so many people touched by, by the Lord. After the meeting, it was my last meeting, and and I was walking out to go catch a flight, and a hungry lady, you could tell she was so hungry for God, she got past the security, she she blew through the door that kind of went backstage into one of the back hallways leading into the office. And she started screaming my name and as you know, Montreal is kind of a melting pot. It's, it's, it's very well mixed ethnically. She seemed to be from India or Pakistan. I couldn't really tell. And she was screaming, pastor, 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 please, please, please. And I turned around and I could tell the, some of the security and the amazing help there at the church didn't really know what to do and I signaled to them to let her through. Obviously, I could tell that this was genuine and that she that she was a hungry soul in need And so she ran up to me and she lifted her shirt and actually pulled part of her dress down, her skirt down from the waist. I didn't know what she was doing. I was about to like turn away and just below her navel, she had a bag and you could tell that she didn't have a colon, that her colon had been removed. And she was just so embarrassed and broken, but she just wanted a miracle and she was showing me because she couldn't speak English well enough. She was trying to show me what she needed and it was just really intense and graphic. And, you know, I had to tell her it's okay. It's okay. Cover up. And she kept doing it. She's like, I need to be healed. I don't want this bag. And she was telling me what the bag was for. It broke my heart. You know, it, I don't know. It just broke my heart. And so I got down on my knees with her, and I put my hands on her head, and did what I knew to do. You know, I stood on the word of God. I I waited on the Lord. I released a simple prayer of healing, commanded a that colon to be to, for God to give her a brand new colon. And uh, I did what I knew to do. And in the moment, I, I didn't see I didn't see uh, I didn't see a miracle there. Now, I don't want to I don't want to steamroll. And train wreck, a miracle that could be taking place, so I'm not in doubt. I'm just telling you in the moment I didn't see a miracle, and you know it's just it's not enough i I want to see more i and not not I don't want to see more just so I can be entertained and see cool stuff. in fact, that's nowhere on my grid. I want to see more because Jesus died. So that every time we pray, something would happen. I want to see more because people suffering should have somewhere to run where they know if I can just get get to this place, that God will touch me. And, and so I left, um, not discouraged, that would be the wrong word, but I was down a bit. I, I wanted... I wanted to see that woman completely healed, or at least I wanted her to feel within her body that she had been completely healed. When she got up, she didn't give me any type of, you know, there was no notification that 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 had happened. And, you know, the woman with the issue of blood, when she was healed, she knew in her body she was healed. So there are times where you can feel it within your body. I mean, she couldn't check herself there, obviously, the woman with the issue of blood. But she knew in her body she had been healed. She felt the fountain dry up. And notice here in verse 56, it says that people were begging that they might just touch the hem of his garment. That is amazing to me that that Jesus had such power flowing out of him, such glory flowing out of him, such virtue flowing out of him that, that it was literally flowing out of the hem of his garment. That hem was not his robe. It was actually his prayer shawl. And people would just, because he was a rabbi, they would just want to get to him and and touch him. Now imagine being so clothed in the presence of God that when people touched you, they were made well. I've seen that in other people, and to be honest, I've seen that in our meetings. I've seen people healed as they wait in line just to get into our meetings. I've seen uh, one lady... I'll never forget, in Boston, was so mad at me because I didn't pray for her. I didn't lay hands on her, I should say, and I just walked by her. She had been in a car wreck. She, f- she said she felt her neck snap back when I walked by her, and she was mad. She was going to yell at me for not touching her, and God healed her even when she was going to yell at me. It shows you the mercy of God. It's incredible. But, you know, I there's more. And when I read these accounts, not just... Is not, not only is there more as far as seeing a higher percentage of healings, but there's more in our union with the Lord. And that is so intoxicating to me, so alluring, that you can become so one with Jesus that his power literally drips out of your body and onto your clothing, and people can be healed now you say, well, that was Jesus. Look, I understand that that was Jesus. I'm a Jesus addict. I completely understand what you're saying. There is yet to be anyone who has ever walked in what Jesus walked in, in the miracle realm, let's be honest. But you know what? Jesus said, greater work shall ye do. And all Jesus did for us uh, in, in, in the healing ministry was to show us What was possible if we are anointed by the Holy Spirit? Now, he was anointed with the Spirit without measure. It is clear as you study the Scriptures that the the power of the Holy Spirit can grow and increase on us, and that comes from walking with the Lord. Jesus said, I don't do anything that I don't see my Father do, and I don't say anything that I don't hear him say. And I believe that's part of it. As he beheld the Father, the power of the Father began to flow through him. He said, look, why do you marvel? He said, these are the works of my Father. My Father is doing these works. How is it that that Jesus, the Son, could so connect with the Father that the Father would actually do the works through Jesus? It was because the Lord was in constant fellowship with the Father. We call that prayer. That's why Paul said pray unceasingly. He said, I pray unceasingly. He said, I pray always. How is that possible? It's because prayer is much deeper than bringing our requests to the Lord. It's much deeper than than a humble request made known unto God, like we all heard growing up. Prayer is the uniting of two hearts, the heart of the Father and our hearts. We begin to see him. He becomes more real to us than anything. His voice becomes food to us. That's why Jesus said in, uh, in, in Samaria, he said, I have food you know not of. When the disciples said, hey, Jesus, you need something to eat. After he ministered to the Samaritan woman there on, on uh, Jacob's well, he said, I have food you know not of. What was that food? That food was seeing and hearing and obeying the Father. It was food. We know not of because he said that his food was doing the will of the Father. And that's why power began to flow through Jesus, because of his fellowship with the Lord. And so let's have a look here in Mark chapter 5. I've got my Bible right here. As I said in the last one, this is not a polished uh, podcast. None of these will be. I want these to be down home. You're going to hear my Bible pages turning, my notes turning. We're gonna be. We're gonna do this together. So, verse twenty-five says this. Well, actually, let's start with verse twenty-four. So Jesus went with him. This is, uh, Jairus, This is actually Jairus. Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Verse twenty-five. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. That's faith. She had heard his reputation. Let me just stop for a moment. She had heard his reputation. She believed in his reputation. She had basically heard the word. who Jesus was. She had heard the testimonies of what was going on. She believed it. And in her heart, you hear the faith here. She says, if I can just get behind him and touch his clothing, I will be made well. Verse 29, and immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body, that's what I referred to earlier, that you can actually tell in your body without seeing a physical symptom whether or not you've been healed. Some people have an issue with that in healing services when people come up and say, Oh, I just know I'm healed. I feel it. I feel different. Uh, quite often, you'll hear people just shoot that down. No, that's very legitimate. That's right here in the Bible. It's very possible that you can feel whether or not some internal issue has been healed. Verse 30, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? I love that. But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you? And you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Here we see such power flowing from Jesus, again, this was not a, you know, a rare occurrence. Such power flowing from Jesus, again, that he saw a miracle, saw a fount of blood dry up in a woman who had been this way for 12 years, had exhausted all of her income, had seen all of these physicians, was not allowed to fellowship with the people of Israel. She was considered unclean, unable to go and worship at the temple. And here's this broken woman who had simply heard the reputation of Jesus and believed it. And Right now, if you're listening to me, you may be suffering with something. Maybe you've spent money on doctors. Maybe doctors have said, there's nothing I can do. Maybe your pastor has even said, there's nothing that can be done. There is something that can be done. Have you never heard of Jesus, the one who is so bathed in the Holy Spirit? All you have to do is get close enough to him to touch the hem of his garment and you can be made well. So it's an amazing fellowship here that, that that Jesus had with the Father, so clothed in the power of the Holy Spirit that his clothes were charged with lightning from heaven that could heal the sick. Absolutely amazing to me. What is equally as amazing to me is that look, look at... the. Uh, at uh, verse 30 and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him how aware was Jesus of the presence of the holy spirit that he could know within himself whether or not power was leaving him you talk about being sensitive to the spirit Jesus was aware when when power was released This is very real, or Jesus wouldn't have done it. And you know, you hear sometimes, well, I just want to walk by faith. Well, you know, I don't believe in feelings. Well, you know, I mean, true faith is just going for it. Look, there's truth in all of that, but faith at the core is not a subject. Faith at the core is the Holy Spirit. The Bible actually calls him the spirit of faith. So, of course we're to know If the power of the Almighty God is flowing through us, we should be able to feel that. Now, what I'm not saying is that, look, that's a prerequisite to go pray for somebody. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying if you don't feel that, you're not born again. I'm not telling you to base your salvation as to whether or not you can feel virtue leave you if the sick touch you. What I am saying is that it's available. It's available. It is possible To be so dependent on the Holy Spirit, and that's the word I want to touch on, dependent on the Holy Spirit, that when he is released from you, you know it. Now, what released it? Her faith, her coming to him in desperation, her believing what she had heard of him, and then obeying at all costs to get to him. That's an amazing thing. That'll tap the well of the limitless power of God, Jesus himself. Can you you picture him? You know, some say her name was Lydia. Can you picture Jesus being called on by the dead girl's father, the ruler of the synagogue? Can you picture that? Can you picture Jesus without hesitation going to, to raise that dead girl? He's on his way to raise that dead girl in complete confidence. He knows what he has come to do. He knows, he even said it, for this reason the Son of Man has been sent, to preach the gospel of the kingdom in all of these villages. Can you see Jesus walk into that house after getting this request from this faithful man who's taken care of the synagogue? And he's on his way, and he's being thronged. There's people all around him. They know who he is. Literally, people are pulling on him left and right, and it's so crowded. And there's this woman in her house, And she's laying in her house, and she hears the news that the rabbi from Nazareth is on the way. That the one she had heard about is coming, the chosen one, whom many are saying, this is the Messiah, this is the one, this is the one we've been waiting on, the son of David. The one who would receive the Holy Spirit and deliver Israel from its bondage. And here he is walking, literally God in a body, God in flesh, walking through this town, Dusty and being thronged, and there he is, you know, as much man as, as as he is God, and they're they're pulling on him, and and he's tired because he's constantly healing the sick and praying and giving his body to the will of the Father. And she sees, she hears of, she hears the commotion. She knows the rabbis coming through, and she remembers all of those stories regarding who he was. And she comes out of that house and breaks custom. And she pierces that crowd. Here's this woman still with the issue of blood. And she's unclean. And she's bumping into people. She threw the law out to find the one who wrote the law, the one who, whom fulfilled the law. That's no knock on the law. Of course, the law is beautiful. In fact, they have a whole teaching on the beauty of the law. But here was the one who fulfilled the law. He embodied the law. and She said, if I can just get to him, if I can just not only get to him, I can even come in from behind. I don't even need him to look at me. I just need to be near him, and to get near him, I'll do whatever I have to do. I'll, I'll, I'll crawl on my hands and my knees. I'll push men aside. I'll, I'll get there. In my weakness, after 12 years of hemorrhaging, 12 years, in all my weakness, I'm going to get to the one that I've been hearing about, who's been healing the sick throughout Galilee, the one whom the crowds are following, the one who sends his word, and they're healed, the one who walks on water, the one who multiplies bread and fish, the one who calms storms, the one, the one I've heard of. I'm getting to him. He's my answer. And so can you see her crawling there? And finally, she gets close enough to him, she can see him. And I'm sure she's being pushed around. I'm sure they're stepping on her hands and probably on her back. And trying to get her out of the way. She fights for her miracle. She says, I'm not quitting. I'm not staying this way. I don't care what the doctor said. I know this one is the ultimate physician. And imagine her getting her first picture of Jesus. Maybe it was his profile as he's walking and the crowds are around him cheering and pulling on him. And she gets to him. She crawls. She gets down there and there's dust on her face and Maybe her knuckles are bleeding. She's weak, but she musters up enough energy to get to him, and she touches the hem of his garment. And when she does, power goes out of Jesus and flows right through her and touches her right there in her midsection, and her fountain dries up. No longer is she unclean. No longer is she a castaway. And in a second, her life changes All because she touched Jesus. And she touched him because she went after him. and She went after him because she believed what they were saying about him. And there was something to hold on to when she touched him, something that would actually make the difference. And that was something was the power of the Holy Spirit. This was no ordinary man. This was someone who lived before the Father nonstop. Why was their power flowing through Jesus again? Because he looked at the Father and heard his voice, and he was about his will, and he had met the Holy Spirit. Because of that, he was worth touching. Because of that, touching Jesus meant breakthrough. And so verse 56 in chapter 6 says this, As many as touched him were made whole. Today I've been telling you about Jesus. I've been telling you all about him and I've been giving you the word of God. There's nobody like him. There's no one as full and perfect as Jesus. There's nobody more beautiful. There's nobody more able and willing to set you free. He wants to set you free. And if you believe what I'm saying about him, all you have to do is come to him. You say, Michael... he's not as real to me as he was to that woman. Well, sure he is. He's here. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I won't leave you as an orphan. He said, I'm going to send another one, another, another one, a comforter. It's the Holy Spirit, and he'll remind you of everything I said. He'll lead you into all truth. The Holy Spirit makes Jesus... Real to us, and that's why you feel His presence right now. Right now, that's why I feel I, I feel His presence right now because we're not alone. The Holy Spirit's here. And you say, "Well, what do I do?" You come to Him like that woman. You say, "It's hard to come." Do whatever you have to do. If you're driving your car right now, get home. Get home. If you need a miracle, get home or ask Him right now. Refuse to leave this moment without your healing. If you're in a hospital bed listen to me you say I can't move my body how can I get to Jesus just whisper his name just whisper his name close your eyes and just say Jesus Jesus I'll never forget that day he told me Michael when you whisper my name I'll look at you and when I look at you I'll come your way that's how you come to him and then you reach out by faith and you you touch you touch the hem of his garment what does that speak of the life of Jesus his prayer life his his union with the Father. You literally connect with the power of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit himself. The same connection Jesus had with the Father. You connect with that right now. And you say, Jesus, heal me. You can say, Lord, if if I can just touch touch you right now, I'll be made well. Father, I thank you for healing people right now as they're listening. All over, Lord, in cars, in offices, in homes, and hospitals, in prisons. You're healing people, Lord. You're healing people. People in the gym, you're healing people there, Lord. You're calling people. And to those of you who don't need a miracle, somebody else does. And I want to challenge you. It's, it's what I'm aiming for. It's possible that your clothes can carry enough anointing and power to heal the sick. Is possible. When that lady walked by me in Boston and her neck audibly snapped back and cracked back and was healed due to a major car accident, she didn't even touch me. But I think this is part of what God is trying to give the church. This dimension of walking in the Holy Spirit, this dimension of oneness and union and intimacy with God What if everybody who bumped into us got healed? What if you went to the grocery store today and the people you prayed for were healed and when you grabbed a doorknob, the next person who did felt power shoot through their body because that anointing dripped onto a doorknob and they got healed? You say, this is crazy. Oh, it's happened. It's happened throughout church history. It's happened. It happened in the Bible. Paul, the Bible says, was so one with the Lord as he worked there was such glory dripping off him that he would rip strips of cloth off his apron that he wore while working would send it to those who were sick and they were healed and devils would leave. Why? Because he looked at the Father and heard him. Because Jesus had wrapped himself around him. Father, I thank you that you are willing to heal And that every person listening to the sound of my voice will experience the power of the Holy Spirit flowing straight again from Jesus into them, into that sickness. We command it to go now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for all of us who are believing for more. There's something here, something about being one with you that is the key to this more So that you'd flow through us, Lord, and do more by accident than we ever dreamed of intentionally. We worship you and love you. In Jesus' name, thank you for what you've done. Amen. Amen. Wow, what an amazing time. Look, um, just a few things. If you haven't gotten my book, Holy Spirit, you need to go get that. You can get that on Amazon. Again, it's called Holy Spirit, the One Who Makes Jesus Real. I really think you're going to love it. My friend Bill Johnson... Wrote the foreword, and and it's really, really getting an amazing response around the world as people are meeting the Holy Spirit in a beautiful way. I wanted to write a book that would show that the secret to knowing Jesus is the Holy Spirit. And I wanted our generation again to depend on and fall in love with the person of the Holy Spirit. And the chapter titles are are, are pretty awesome. Have you ever seen Jesus is one? He came for me. He Comes in Love, the Holy Spirit's Favorite Subject. I love that one. The More of God, the Sevenfold Spirit, Wine, Fire, Oil, Touch. So many awesome chapters here. And that's one of about uh, 23. I'm sorry, that's a few, I should say, of about 23 chapters. Again, you can get that on Amazon. You can download the e-version on Kindle. It's available in all the bookstores, Barnes & Noble, and the rest. And I want to encourage you Please follow me on social media. Follow our ministry. You can follow Michael Koulianos, my public page, uh, on Facebook. You can also follow the Jesus Image page on Facebook. I am on Instagram. Uh, Jesus Image is now on Instagram too, and we um, we will be updating that more often. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and invite your friends to subscribe to this. Go ahead and post this on social media and uh, share it and be sure to to, um, to invite people, all of them. Share it on Facebook, Twitter, and Jesus 17, right around the corner. We're, we're a couple weeks out. We are going to see this whole city rocked with the power of God. We are going to see um, the streets flooded with people preaching the gospel and healing the sick and casting out demons. For those of you who are wondering what we're doing for Houston, We've already sent some money there to the Dwelling Place Church to uh, stand with them, our good friends, Randy Needham and Lucy Needham, who are helping those on the ground there in Houston. We're sending funds there. We're about to send another check their way, so we are helping. It's our honor to do so. The, the timing of this uh, teaching of faith and really walking with Jesus could not be any better. Um, I actually have a friend who I'm asking all of you to believe uh, for a miracle— uh, in the life of his wife, she was just diagnosed with breast cancer, and so uh, I don't want to give the name. You know who you are, my friend, if you are listening. And I, you know, let's just do that right now, Father, in Jesus' name. Everyone listening, we all agree that that tumor will go right now. That that cancer leaves in the name of Jesus, and that the peace of God floods that family, and we declare life, 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 life over you in the name of Jesus. Um, Also pray for this hurricane, that it turns and leaves and dissipates and is lost out to sea. Okay? Be sure to partner with us. That would be amazing if you would. The partner spot here is coming up. It would be such an honor to have you join uh, our covenant partners. That would be absolutely amazing. We are possessed with taking Jesus to the nations of the world. We're seeing breakthrough. It is very rare. We're believing, God, that America shall be saved. We are championing and agreeing with what Reinhard Bunke began to say in 2012, that America shall be saved. Help us take the gospel to the nations and partner with Jesus Image. I love you, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at jesusimage.tv or write us at Jesus Image PO Box 950640 Lake Mary, Florida 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.